Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. everyone and welcome to week five of the NFL. This is the Fumble Podcast with me, Vernon Kay, and it's a very, very special week. It's Tottenham week. It's the Bears versus the Raiders. It's two iconic teams. One I followed as a child in the 80s. The second one, my brother followed the Raiders throughout the 80s and the 90s. The Raiders, the reputation of all reputations through that 70s and 80s era. The Bears, the monsters of the Widway, uh, winning Super Bowl 20, an iconic team. Darren, uh, I think we've decided which team he's going to follow this year, but he's not here. He's not at the Grove, the training facility of the Raiders this week here just outside London, just outside Watford, very posh place, uh, but he's on the line. Darren, where are you? Well, Vern, I've just taken my first ever trip on the Eurostar, which I didn't realise travelled as fast as it does. You're talking about Tottenham. I was there last night for the, for the Champions League match between the Spurs and Bayern Munich, 7-2. Uh, I think it was pointed out by one of the the Bayern players they're going to be scoring in sevens at the weekend in terms of touchdown points well Bayern got the first touchdown last night in there didn't they it was seven against Spurs so I've now arrived in Lille to do the Champions League tonight Lille against Chelsea so I thought I'd leave you in the capable hands of the Raiders and I come and do the day job oh, I appreciate that Darren it's very very kind now as always Darren you and I are suckers for merchandise and so far I've only seen uh, a Raiders helmet which is sitting loosely on a coffee table and I don't have a backpack with me. So I think that Simon Cross, our executive producer, might be providing some space in his backpack for as much merchandise as we could possibly find. But apart from that, we've got the who's who of the UK-American football fraternity. They're all here. Talk Sports, Sky, the BBC. Nat Coombs is here. Jason Bell is here. Uh, Will Blackman is here as well. And also we've got a couple of representatives from the London Blitz who... I'll be honest with you, have had a lot of bullshit thrown their way from yours truly. But Darren, uh, I got to, uh, I didn't chat to him unfortunately, but I bumped into a guy who you and I admire so much, the one and only Mike Mayock. Well, fantastic. I mean, the last time I spoke to Mike was before 
um, one of the NFL drafts. I mean, what a job he's got now. He's gone from analysing the best college players to then trying to analyse them for the Raiders and draft them. Um, I always found him a no-nonsense talker, Mike. Um, very good at what he does in terms of being a TV analyst. Whether he's going to be great as the Raiders GM, we'll find out. But it's a real cocktail, isn't it? Mayock and Gruden, two, two no-nonsense fellas. Um, how that shakes down is going to be interesting to see. I'm just really, I'm, I'm, I'm jealous in so many ways that I'm not with you because I'm seeing your photographs on Instagram and, and, and Twitter and seeing what you're doing, the Raiders in the background. I'm so excited about Sunday because we're going to be there together. You're my plus one this week and I think I'm your plus one next week. So I, I can't wait. I, I just wish yeah, we've got an interview coming up a little bit later on, Darren, and, and I talked to Neil Reynolds, and both of us have that conversation that you and I have had many, many times, is that now with the NFL International Series in its 12th year, we do, as, let's say, mature NFL fans, have to pinch ourselves and realise how much value or how much... Uh, quality is flying around in the UK when it comes to the NFL. Bearing in mind that you and I used to just get half an hour's highlights of the previous week's games when we first got into football. Uh, but listen, Darren, uh, I can hear it kicking off in the background. I don't know whether you're in a, a patisserie or a boulangerie or la bibliothèque, uh, but have a great time in Lille, my friend. Uh, well, I'm, I'm actually stood in the station and there was some, somebody asking for money. Um, I was just trying to fend them off while I was listening to you. What I will just tell you, I was in Tottenham last night and I was walking around inside the stadium and seeing all the signs for the NFL locker rooms and all that kind of thing. And basically, work started at midnight last night. So the NFL pitch is five feet, eight inches below the pitch that Tottenham played on last night. So it should be ready in terms of being painted and everything. And the turnaround from the Champions League to the NFL international game was beginning at midnight last night. So by the time we're speaking now, this should be well down the road of dressing the stadium, uh, rotating the field, making sure it's all ready for the weekend. But to be there last night and see it for the Champions League, to think they've got to get it turned around as impressively as they have by Sunday, it shows just how well designed the stadium is because there's nothing there at the moment that bears any resemblance to the NFL. Um, and by the time we all get there on Sunday, it's going to be dressed and ready and looking magnificent. So there's a lot of work to be done. It's well underway. And by the time we get there on Sunday, mate, you and your satin fairs, jacket, me and whatever merchandise I can get my hands on, we should be fine, shouldn't we? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And, uh, Darren, we know that uh, Sunday is followed by Monday, Monday being a work day, so you have nothing to worry about when it comes to uh, Coors Light or Miller Light or Bud Light consumption. It's going to be a sensible afternoon watching two great teams going head-to-head uh, at Tottenham's new stadium, courtesy of the NFL. Before I leave you, Darren, uh, in, all serious, uh, in all seriousness, how did your uh, fantasy football team do this weekend? Yeah, it's a bad line, Vern. I'm just trying to lose you. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. I think he only managed to score less than 40 points, which is a first in our league since it started. Darren, listen, mate, as always, be good tonight. I know you will be. Absolute top draw last night at Tottenham. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, have a good one. See you at the weekend. Thank you, pal. See you Sunday. So as we've heard, we've got no Fletch with us this week, but I'm here at the Grove uh, with the Raiders, and as I said earlier, everyone is here. And in fact, I can see Neil Reynolds, the face of NFL UK, and he's with defensive end, former defensive end for the Redskins, the Jags, the Giants and the Seahawks. He's with Will Blackman. So let's go and have a grab a chat with those guys. 
Always a pleasure to bump into you, uh, Neil. Obviously, the face of NFL in the UK. NFL International Series has been going for 12 years yeah, now. Can amazing. you believe how far it's come? I can't. And this weekend, we're going to we're gonna see a stadium that's been built purposely for the NFL. That, Isn't that the most uh, bizarre, that bizarre thing? Because you, you played back in the day, same as I played back in the day. You've been through, like, there are fans that have been over those last 12 years. Not spoiled, but they'll be like, well, we always have a London game. That's what we have. But... It wasn't, was it? No, it and was never like it that. It was not like that. So to have what we've got now, to have a Premier League team like Tottenham go to the NFL and say, how can we build this stadium for you? What do you want? What do you need? And we're going to see it unveiled on, on Sunday. It's, it's, quite frankly, it's ridiculous. It is. It is <laughs> insane. And especially when you visit that stadium, you realise uh, the difference between a soccer stadium and an NFL stadium yeah. because it's all-purpose entertainment. I don't think there's one stone unturned that they haven't thought about that is related to the fan and the fan right. experience. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because soccer stage is just four walls and some seats. Right, get a pie. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> get a pie and pint. But no, we've gone the whole shebang. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you about that. I was going to ask you a little bit later on, but ask you now, what's the best stadium you've been to? What's your favourite? Um, in, in the NFL? Yeah. NFL. So I, 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 And it's more because of history, Lambeau Field. Right. So when, um, when I went out there for BBC Radio and covered a game out there, it was fantastic. And it's not that fancy they've done it up a bit since then but it's bleachers it's like it, the high school bleachers do you still get a sense of what the packers are all about yeah so yeah so i i flew in um i flew into green bay and it almost felt like the plane kind of tilted to the left because everyone was looking out the window because you fly right over lambeau field and then you know i know fletcher's been there and he's experienced that whole what it means to the to the city well it's not a city is it it's a town let's be honest it's a town village if you, if yeah. you compare it size wise but you, you're kind of walking through these normal streets and you can't see anything and then you just the smell of bratwurst hits you in the air <laughs> and then you sort of then there it is and it's all the history that's what gets me with it is the history and we were doing this um, we were doing the, the commentary for Five Live and it was November and they said oh you can have the windows shut in the commentary booth or if you have the windows open, you're going to need to wear your coats and stuff. It was like, yeah, windows open, definitely. It's Lambeau Field, mm. right? But so that for me is like that's. But it's not even, you know, in terms of facilities and stuff, nowhere near what we're going to see at no. Tottenham. But it's just something about it. It's just you, the weight of history with it and all that. Let, let me let me talk about uh, your journey because some people uh, we see you on Sky every Sunday and we know that uh, you work for the NFL UK office. But mm. you started off as a journalist for like Gridiron Magazine, yep. First Down, and we should tell. Like it's basically the history of NFL in, in the UK, isn't it? Mm. We used to get a, a weekly newspaper every Thursday called yep. First Down. Yeah. And then it changed into Gridiron, and there was another one, a third one that I can't remember. No, there was... Um, so I, uh, back in 91, um, 92, I started working for Gridiron That's Magazine, right. and that was the monthly one. And then First Down was owned by the same uh, publishers. Right. And I worked for First Down from 97 to 2000. And, yeah, it was a weekly newspaper that plopped through your door and round up the games and all of that so I worked there for three years before I went on to NFL UK I was at NFL UK for six years until 2006 and then I started doing stuff on Sky so for you to witness this complete transition of the NFL in the UK uh, you just can't stop smiling can you I can't. Most of that's because Will Blackman's over your shoulder yeah, trying to make me I laugh. Know. Well, but... he'll be quiet. Anymore. Yeah, here he... and now he's walked <laughs> off. You see, that's, that's typical, typical right? school Mess prank. It up. You know, he Mess comes up, up comes over, loiters, <laughs> causes some trouble, and then wanders, wanders off. The doesn't American stay, ways, right? Stay for the interview. Just goes away. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. No. I mean, I, I'm like a, I am like a kid in a sweet shop around these games, and I think, yeah, you know, we've talked about this before when we get together. You, you've seen the other side of it. 
when you've seen the other side of it, you know, Crystal Palace for a Monarchs game, it's five minutes to kick off and there's like 2,000 people and you're looking at the entrance today. Is anyone else going to turn up? (laughs) To go from that to what we've got now is, it is, I use that word again, it's ridiculous. It's a proper pinch yourself moment. So here's the golden question. Uh, What's the future hold? And, and I'm, I'm not going let, to... Well, let's have a little bit of that mm. debate about are we going to get a franchise or are we going to offer fran- fans a season <coughs> ticket of eight games where we'll get 16 different teams? What do you personally think is the best option? Um, <clears throat> I personally think a franchise, but I think the fans would prefer a, eight, eight, eight games. Eight games, yeah. And I think now, you know, I'm, I feel like we're ready for a franchise. I think there could be a franchise. I think everything is still being put in place for one to be there. Why, why else was Shard Khan trying to buy Wembley Stadium? Why else are the NFL getting another stadium online to create competition? Um, but recently there's been stories about potential 17th game of the regular season. That lends itself more to kind of a rotating flotation of games. But I personally think this fan base is ready for a franchise. I think, I think when you look at... There's so many teams that can't fill their stadiums in America. Mm. They really that's, are, and, that's what and we do. What disappoints me the most is, is we're, we're pining for either a team or more games, and you look at the games that we get to see, mm. they're half empty, you're right. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest. The, the Jags will play in front of a full stadium at Wembley, but they don't always get that at home. Mm. Tampa will play in a full stadium at Tottenham. They definitely haven't had that for a while. So, no. you know, forget geography. We deserve it. We deserve these games. We deserve more than these games and I think I think think we'll at least get four or five games per year for the foreseeable future but part of me hopes we have a franchise as well All right. now quickly last question Neil Uh, we'll talk about FA and the Panthers next week yes Uh, because that's a complete am I coming back on then of of course you're always welcome (laughs) you you know what I mean but let's talk about this weekend. Mm. Uh, we've got the Bears and we've got the Raiders, two iconic teams, mm. especially from uh, the American football era that we grew yeah, up yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got the nasty Raiders and you've got the monsters of the Woodway, Midway, the Chicago Bears. Uh, how do you see it playing out? So for me, this, the storyline, this game's all about Cleo Mack. Mm. Yeah. One team has him and one team had him. You yeah. know, and it, I think we still all kind of wonder what were they thinking. You know, the Raiders obviously see a different plan for their franchise, but, you know, he's a game destroyer. He's, yeah, it's, it's probably very few NFL games or sporting events where you go in and say, I want to watch one guy. And of yeah. course I want to watch the whole game, but yeah. I want to watch 52. And he's, he's the guy that offences will say, right, before we start planning yeah. this game, what do we do about Khalil Mack? And they don't have an answer. They haven't had an answer in the last two or three years. So Who, who can we compare him to, do you think, in the years that you've loved American football? The, the, is, the, is he similar the, to anyone? The, the instant name, just from the destroying nature off the edge, is Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. Just destructive, can't come up with a game plan for him. Um, I think he'll take over this game. I don't think it'll be a particularly high-scoring game because... Bears obviously haven't. And it's going to honk it down by all the time. Yes. Oh, joy. Yeah. We're on the sidelines on yeah. Sky Sports and they don't have umbrellas in the bowl. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Uh, can't wait to see. Yeah, no, uh, so I think it's going to be, be- I think the Bears will win. I think it'll be relatively low scoring, but I think Khalil Mack's going to put on a show. All right, Neil, it's always a pleasure. We'll catch My up next week yeah, when we talk FA, because that should be a, a different podcast altogether. Yeah, so it'll be one on its own for FA. Yeah. Good stuff, all right, cheers, pal. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, does. Neil. He's, he needs to relax, man. <laughs> It's all good. We got it. All right, so we, we've, we've finally pinned him down. Uh, uh, he was loitering in the pinned background. Pinned me down? Yeah, well, not literally, Will, but, you know. Uh, Will even, Blackman... even figuratively, no. Okay. I, I willingly said yes. Well, 
you, don't even try you, to you, do you that. loitered and don't then you wandered off. So I thought you were giving it the big show. Don't even try to do that. All right, okay. Will, you've been... Uh, and played in these games for the Jags and uh, Washington. How is it for you as a player when you arrive in London and it's a completely different environment? The weather, obviously, huge uh, change from what it's like in the States this time of year. But you sit down, you settle, and then how difficult is it to flick on game mode? I will say that you truly never get settled. I I did both trips. I came... um, for the long week and I also came for the weekend and you really never get settled because the time zone is so different uh, the environment is different it's hard to get in a routine um, but it's cool I, I enjoy just coming to a different area a different uh, location different country and I, I think that's cool I think it's a really really cool experience my family came the second time so it was cool for them to come out here too but it was cool um, th- the biggest thing that I can say that that was really really fun was the actual game because i've been fortunate to, to play in a super bowl and just say that again just a little bit slower so i've been fortunate to play in a super bowl <laughs> and, and to and to but to come out of the tunnel at wembley it felt just like that oh that's a big statement no no no, no seriously because it was it was sold out wembley is such an iconic arena uh, it was just explosive. It was exciting. However, we got our butts kicked <laughs> by the Niners. That, t- tell me about this. So we lost to the Niners, and the second time I come here, we tie the Bengals. So my playing experience is not that thrilling right no, now. No, it's not. But a lot, of, a lot of guys come over, and they say something similar to what you just said about the atmosphere being on a par uh, or pretty much near the Super Bowl. Do the guys know... Do you think within the NFL community accept these games that, yeah, it's going to happen and it's a permanent fixture? I, and how, and how, how do they perceive it? Like, oh, gosh, we've got to go to London? Or is it, oh, OK, we're going to London, business trip? Uh, everyone's different. I, I, you know, I don't know the main consensus about that, but for me it was just, it's, it's, a, it's another game, you know. It's, it's interesting during the regular season, that's where it's tough. At least after the game you get a bye week. Mm. So that, that does help. Um, so I think it'd be interesting. I don't know how it would work logistic-wise, but I know they're trying to at least do something. But um, no, I, I enjoy it. And uh, last question: What's the worst meal you've had in the UK so far? Because we're not renowned for our food over here, and you've been here for a while. I've yet to have. Now I need help. Okay, my okay. my Twitter, Instagram is at Will Blackman, and I've yet to have proper fish and chips out here. <gasps> okay. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't done that. You taking that personal? Yeah, I am. I am. It's like going to the states and not having wings. Wings? Yeah, I guess so. But uh, have you had a decent curry at Indian food? I, I had. I actually had a decent curry. I did one, last time I was here. I was, I was at the Landmark. Oh, nice. And that, you got really fancy spanchy up there. Yeah. So. Okay. You've not had a backstreet curry though, yeah. I haven't. I mean, had, that's I haven't. pretty fancy. The no, Landmark. No, it's very. It is very, very fancy. <laughs> but it was very, very good. Right. No, I had some great Thai food though. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, that, I had some backstreet Thai food out here. That's that was strong. Good. And I woke up the next day feeling just fine. Whoa. Do you know what? When you say <laughs> backstreet Thai food and just fine, those are three uh, words, or several words. They that just don't go together. usually in the yeah. same sentence. <laughs> they don't, yeah. <laughs> are you always surprised by the knowledge that UK fans have of the game now? Um, I, I am not surprised because the sports out here, for example, Rugby and your football and cricket is so strategic mm. that they're able to dissect and pick up the game. You know, they, they I think they pay attention 
to the details. So for them to understand football, uh, their their mind is already ready to process that type of information. So right. I'm not surprised. That's a good point. And I did say that two questions ago, it was our final question, but seeing as you're here and the sun's shining... Uh, and I'm we're gonna, boys, man. And we're, men, Will, you might be a boy, but no, I'm a man. Well, homeboys. Well, okay. first of all, everybody keeps calling us boys out here. Hello, boys. <laughs> I'm like, nah, man. I'm talking about like, we're, and see, it's back like in, that scene out of Goonies. Do back in America, scene? we say homeboys. You remember the film Goonies? I do remember the film. Where he Goonies. says, uh, I remember the film, but I don't remember the quotes. I'm going to the boys' room. He says, no, 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 I'm going to the men's room. Uh, anyway, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> who's the, who's the strangest character you've ever uh, had on a team on a team as a teammate, and any bizarre pre-game rituals? Because we like knowing who the freaks are on our podcast. Um, Damien Tomlinson, when we interviewed him, he said that he had a teammate who he was sworn to secrecy had a lock of an ex-girlfriend's hair in his locker. That's pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. Can no, you match that? I, I had a uh, team, I had bar. a I had a teammate that would. He would sit on the bench. Well, first, he would do a full workout. Pre-game. Pre-game. A full lift pre-game, which was weird. And then he would sit on the bench during warm-up, and he would urinate on himself. And then he would rinse it off with water, <laughs> and then he'd go warm-up. <laughs> so he literally, literally, like, he's, think about it, sitting on the bench and lounging. He's just sitting there, and you just see, like, his pants start turning dark. <laughs> And you're like, you're like, all right, we gotta, we gotta get out of here. This dude is. Oh wow! And then you see him pour a water ball on his leg, and you know he's like trying to rinse it off. And then he gets up and he starts warming up. I don't think we could match that. You probably could. That's pretty good. That was pretty gnarly, man. Yeah, that's pretty gross. But but there's some characters out there in the NFL, aren't there? Yeah, you gotta be weird to play in the NFL. You gotta be somewhat crazy. Not everybody is sane. Yeah. All right, we'll. Uh... I don't know how we can move on from that, but we have to. Uh, cheers, my friend. Yeah, Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, man. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So there you go. That was our afternoon at the Grove, courtesy of the Auckland Raiders. And as a football fan, I mean this. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to speak as 13-year-old me. Because when I go back to the time when I watched my first ever American football game, and you know as an American football fan that the game just consumes you. It's so it's one of those sports that's got so many different layers and so many different levels that as a fan, you can really focus on one or many aspects of the game. And just coming here and watching the Raiders, I immediately reverted back to myself and my brother 
uh, when we got our first ever American football helmets. I think it was in 89. I had a Bears one and my brother had a Raiders one. And we would practice tackling on the front garden, literally giving each other concussions in nothing but shoulder pads and uh, our jogging bottoms. And you just revert back to those days. You think, oh my gosh, look, the actual Raiders are stood in front of us, warming up, doing passing drills. We saw Derek Carr watching John Gruden pace up and down, keeping a, a watchful eye on the players. And then the legend that is Mike Mayock, the GM of the Raiders, kind of prowling, making sure that everyone's doing the right thing. Uh, it just sends a hot shiver down my spine because the way that the game has evolved and the way that the game has developed into what it is now, having four actual American football games in London uh, on a regular basis, we are literally overwhelmed really with 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 gems with with, with precious moments uh, and i think as an nfl fan like yourself we can only embrace it and it's going to get better and better and better so thank you very much for listening this week really appreciate it the odds by the way uh, it seems that the bookies have the bears by five and a half points i think it's going to be a little bit more i think if but i think it's going to be a little bit more in the favor of the raiders uh, because I think if Derek Carr plays like the Derek Carr we think Derek Carr should be, if that makes any sense, then I think that the Raiders have got uh, a hold on the Bears. And I know they've got uh, the Raiders, uh, the Bears have got a decent defence, but you know, with Khalil Mack and a new quarterback under centre, I think the Bears are going to experience a lot more pressure at Tottenham than the Raiders. So I would have a cheeky pound on the Raiders but thanks for listening thank you Darren thank you Will Blackman and of course thank you to Neil Reynolds you can watch the game live on BBC2 with Nat Coombs and the team uh, but for me and the boss Simon Cross from Shooting Shark Productions we bid you farewell and we'll see you next week also Umanura has just arrived what is it where? Where? Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. I know just kind of travelling all around doing all kinds of things yeah, yeah it's all good Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 